What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit with Leslie and Tracy. We're so glad you joined us today. Our theme this week is Attitude of Gratitude. Attitude of Gratitude. It rhymes. It's always better when it rhymes. Always. It's always better when it rhymes. Yeah, but before we get to our theme for the week, we always uh, try to connect the dots with our previous theme. And our most recent topic was your emotional bank. And Leslie just <laughs> loves to connect the dots between the previous topic and the current topic. So your emotional bank <laughs> and attitude of gratitude. You know, this is two weeks in a row. It's almost too easy. It's like now it should be hard again because I'm feeling that there's not even a challenge. Because if I have an attitude of gratitude, then my emotional bank is going to be full. That is going to be a no-brainer kind of thing in terms of what, if I stay in an attitude of gratitude, if I stay in that, then there's no way that my emotional bank is going to go into a negative balance. You're looking at me funny. Yeah, just have to say you're looking at me funny. Not that I'm overly sensitive to when you look at me. <laughs> Not well, that I'm concerned about why you're looking at me funny. And must I know what you're thinking? No, that's not it at all. Is your emotional bank depleted <laughs> right now? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> why? Why were you looking at me funny? <laughs> I was just listening to you. That's all. Oh, okay. Very good. A little sensitive, maybe I'm being, but yes, I think that the attitude of gratitude, as and I love this. This is one of my favorite um, favorite bumper sticker sayings, as I like to call them. Um, it, it absolutely, for me, when I am staying in an attitude of gratitude, it changes everything. Now, am I getting into the topic? Should I not talk? I'm done with little connected dots. Well, I'm going to say it was a perfectly great <laughs> connected dots, and so <laughs> that's it. So that's Period. it. That's all. I could carry it on, but I won't. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Okay, it's going to be one of those shows today. <laughs> I'm so glad you joined us. We're going to take a little break, and then we will be right back with our theme for this week, Attitude of Gratitude. Stay with us. back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, and today our theme is Attitude of Gratitude. So, <laughs> Leslie, yes. Attitude of Gratitude, yes, like, yes. you know, I have nothing to say about that, but <laughs> you should have an Attitude of Gratitude. That's all you got? That's all I got. For an hour? Yeah. It's good that I like to talk. <laughs> and you like this topic. I love this topic. I love this. I first heard this topic, the same place I first heard the emotional bank topic when I was in my early 20s, late teens, in Al-Anon. It's a very popular 12-step uh, uh, saying, attitude of gratitude. 
and it shifts everything. I do um, the work I do in the Dallas County Women's Jail with the women. One of the first exercises we give them is to make a gratitude list. Does that does that bring up more for you to talk about? To make a gratitude list. <laughs> I, I can talk about the topic. I just don't know that I have anything. I, maybe it's I don't know that I have anything insightful to say about it. So we'll see. And yes, a gratitude list is very helpful. Have you ever made a gratitude list? Do you ever recall sitting down and writing a gratitude list? Oh, yeah, I've done that a lot. Oh, right, right. I remember um, at the Center for Spiritual Living Dallas doing a workshop. I don't know who was leading it, but they had us uh, break off in pairs. And we had to stream things we were grateful for to the other person. Yeah. For five minutes or seven. Yeah, or just an ungodly amount of time. One minute (laughs) seems like it's really long when you the first time you do that. And I had a partner, and I, you know, I picked B or something, which is always wrong because they always start with B to throw you off. They think it's funny when they're teaching, but um, so I picked B, and they started with me, or I could have just repeated what the other person was grateful for. I think if if he or she had started, but I sat there for like I don't know seconds with the plural, lots of time, just was dead. And I was like, I am grateful for, and I had nothing. And I couldn't, and I mean, this was, I was in a good part of my life, actually. (laughs) Can you only imagine? But it was really fascinating, and I I kept thinking that it had to be something grand. Like I had to think of something really, like, you know, like I had been, almost had a wreck, but didn't have a wreck or something, you know, or I had been saved from some strange faraway disease or something, you, you know, that I wouldn't think of anything. I thought that was so grand. And I can remember the other person actually saying, well, are you grateful to be taking the class? And I thought, wow, that's true. I can be grateful for what's happening here right. and now, right, right. So it was really that was a moment, and that was years ago. But it was a moment that I thought that is so interesting because an attitude of gratitude really isn't about the things or the or the or the you know external trappings of my life. It's about what's around me right here, right now. I'm breathing. I have you know my friend Tracy that I'm looking at, who's not looking at me funny anymore. So I'm really grateful because now would be the time to look at me funny, but you're not. So I'm very grateful for that. (laughs) And and so really drilling it into the here and now, that was a really interesting and and important little attitude of gratitude memory. And it is the little things, but we are not necessarily trained to look for those. So I love that. And I call that activity when I use it in my, um, five-minute spiritual practices mm. workshop. I call it Give Me Five. Oh, I love and, it. And, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to start the timer for five minutes. For you, five minutes? You, you make them do it? keep talking about all the things you're grateful for. <laughs> and you know, the very first time I did that activity, I did what you did. It's like my brain <laughs> locked up, and I would start – I didn't have – like dead space or dead air, I was talking very slowly (laughs) so that I could think of maybe, I guess I'm grateful for, you know, but it was interesting because after about two minutes of that painful flow, you know, if I talk slow, I can fill up all the time and I would, you know, think of one thing I'm grateful for, um, you know, having clothes in my closet or mm-hmm. I'm great. But after about two minutes, I realized I was getting faster and faster because the more I could think of, every time I thought of something, it would remind me of something else I was grateful for. And then when the buzzer went off, I was like, no, no, but I'm grateful for the wait. I got more. I got more. And that's, and that's I think, too, the thing, the magic of five minutes or seven minutes. Um, I've been in sessions where the facilitator did that as a seven-minute activity, and then you switch. I have to go to the bathroom. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Yes, you could. 
And um, and that's what happens. You start off thinking there's no way I could fill five minutes. But after you quote unquote struggle through the first minute or two, then it's like it's almost like your brain is like, okay, you're really gonna make me do this. All right, I'll just you know stop fighting mm-hmm. it, and then you open up to you know as things as simple as I'm grateful for the air that I breathe, that I can take a breath you know, to things that are around you or things that people did for you or said to you that day. Right. You know? And I think that is something the women in the jail get pretty quickly. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of external trapping, so they were forced to go to that more, you know, meaningful is not the right word, but a deeper kind of reflection of what am I really grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a family member who visits me or writes me a letter mm-hmm. or I'm grateful that I have this memory. And I and I do think that the my mind it does it does shift when I am staying in that gratitude state. And it's funny that I immediately started talking about all of the idea words around gratitude. And I didn't talk about Attitude. It's two different things, isn't it? Attitude and gratitude. Where are you going with this? <laughs> Just there's two different things. Our attitude is one thing, and gratitude is a different thing. I mean, it puts the two, the bumper sticker saying, puts it together in a nice little rhyme, but it's two very different things, don't you think? I mean, your attitude can be anything. You have that look again. <laughs> An attitude can be anything. It doesn't, isn't it? You know, it's a choice. I think in this little bumper sticker saying, sure, I can have out. an attitude of joy. I can have an attitude of resentment. I can have an attitude of peace. So I can have an attitude about. I can have an attitude about how you are behaving. Uh huh. I can have an attitude about my job. So I can have an experience of, an, a feeling about lots of things. And in this case, I'm saying what is my attitude related to gratitude. Right. And the, and isn't that saying sort of giving us the impression that we get to choose our attitude, that, it, that the attitude is a choice? I'm liking the word attitude somehow attitude that it, that that our attitude is our choice and our attitude creates our, everything our attitude reflects our feelings and our beliefs or does our attitude create our feelings and beliefs well i think it can work either way i think it can work either way that when i choose to have an attitude of gratitude and that is my way of being in the world then I actually create that. I choose it. I set the intention that my attitude, my beliefs and my thinking, my mental state and my emotional state is going to be one that reflects that I am grateful. So I'm choosing that and I'm creating more of that. And at the same time, if something happens I'm really, really grateful for, especially something I didn't expect, that that then could shift my attitude into one of being grateful. I see. If you're having not such a good attitude and then something came in from out of the blue, excitement, then that would that external thing could shift your attitude. Right. Right. It could. This is true. So I think it can work ouch. <laughs> you're hurting I think yourself. it can work either way. Yeah. It, complete digression. <laughs> If you're listening and you obviously you can't see us, um, yeah, I just turned my wrist a certain way and it hurt. You know how people will say they were they just bent over to pick up a piece of paper and they threw their back out and it doesn't make any sense like you just picked up a piece of paper. How could you now need to be in a back brace and be, you know, can't move? I just turned my wrist and it hurt. Quick, be grateful for a properly functioning wrist. 
that would be an affirmation or a prayer because my wrist is not actually properly functioning right now. But I'm going to set that intention. Actually, it's swollen. <laughs> so what I can be grateful for in this attitude of gratitude uh-huh. is that it didn't my... It fall off. <laughs> it just break right there for no apparent reason. Well, I, I I'm am le- absolutely grateful I'm, for that. I'm leaving this house. If it starts just breaking. Uh, I I could be absolutely grateful for that. But no, what it reminded me that I am grateful for is um, I think one of the reasons it's hurt, it just started hurting, is that um, two days ago, two and three days ago, I helped a friend move. Ah. And so um, I'm really grateful that I had the ability and the you know that I was able to support this friend in her move and I'm really grateful that I am healthy enough that I could actually help pack and load and carry mm. boxes and move things and um you know that I and I actually am really grateful that I had the time to be able to do that right. and to um make a difference, make a positive difference in this person's life who needed the help, you know, of a dozen friends to um, pack and load and unload. And so it's interesting because it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I could have a completely different attitude about it. But I really not just because we're talking about this topic. I mean, I really do feel grateful that I was able to help, that I was asked to help, and that, you know, sometimes you do do things and you can't see a tangible outcome. So it's like, yeah, it was a good thing, but you never see what happens from your doing of doing good. And with this, it's like it's very tangible. So... Other than the fact that it broke your wrist. My wrist is not broken. It just hurts. It's swelling as we speak, you said. doesn't look swollen. doesn't look swollen to me. Maybe a little swollen. It's swollen right there. (laughs) She's showing me her wrists now. It's swollen, actually. Play by play. And, you know, the, uh, the attitude that you took into that experience with your friend um, and the other 11 people, that created an environment that kind of probably rippled out beyond that one moment. I have a, a dear friend that sent me a picture just today. Think of the timing. Think of the timing of a picture that's in her office talks about attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Yes, I have seen it. And it has a little drop into the water rippling out. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that my attitude that I take into every situation is exactly like that. It's a ripple effect. Yes, I agree. And that if I go into a situation, whether it be at work or in a helping a friend move or into the 7-Eleven store, whatever it is, my attitude literally does, I think, just in my world, it creates a vibrational wave that literally has a tangible feeling to those around me and they don't understand maybe what's happening, but, you know, I, I can think of many times standing in line in a movie theater where it's a slow-moving line and it's almost like the energy off the person in front of me is either so good that it makes me just feel like I'm sort of being lighter and engaging and I don't even know them and I'm just enjoying being next to them. And I've had the opposite effect of, oh, dear, I need to, like, step back a little bit because there is some sort of something intangible about the internal attitude that ripples out from people. And it makes a big difference. And the attitude internally comes out, I think, without a doubt. I think without a doubt we know we know intuitively what someone's attitude is based on that, that energetic field. Yeah, so there's definitely an energetic field. And 
often that is we that often that is reflecting our attitude about life, our attitude about the situation we're in, our attitude, our, which is our attitude is is our beliefs and emotions. That's all our attitude is. So we know that have that carries an energy, and when we choose our attitude and choose to come from a place of gratitude no matter what is going on around us, then it's got to be a more positive energy. Right. And that's just, I love that you use the word choice because it is a choice. Yeah, it is, it is a choice because all of us have enough happen to us day by day that it would be easy <laughs> to not be great, so grateful. Right. And I, I do think that for People who have the consciousness of gratitude, the attitude of gratitude in all they do, um, it's not that they're, that nothing quote-unquote bad or difficult or challenging ever happens to them. Right. It's just they choose to look for the good. You know, it's an interesting thing that you say that uh, we have a woman that worked in our program at the jail for the last probably five years, and she uh, was polio when she was a young, young girl. And from the age of 14 or 15, she became paralyzed from the neck down. And she went all the way through school, got her license, became a social worker. She went up to the jail three days a week for five years. She was in an electric wheelchair that she could move with the one finger and thumb that she could manipulate forward was the only thing she could move. She had to have a 24-hour caregiver that fed her, that bathed her. She had a husband of 37 years, and she died last week. And it was really interesting to watch. We are starting to have connection with the women when they leave the jail. And so we put out sort of a information, I guess, on Facebook or somehow people do things. Nowadays, those, you know, those new people, those new media people. But anyway, somehow the women started hearing that had gone out of the jail that, that she had passed away. And they were all just like, where's the funeral? Got to go. She just impacted my life so much. Her, And they all said the same little line. Her attitude with all that was going on for her gave me hope. Seeing nice. her come into the jail and seeing her attitude, like, oh, my goodness, you know, if she can nice. do it. And she always you know, just dressed and had the makeup and had it all together. You know, she just had such an attitude of, this is great, life is good. There was never even an ounce of, oh, my gosh, how did this happen to me? Why am I? And it was interesting, towards the end of her life, she got very sick, and there was a moment where she could have sort of said, you know, I'm done and stop eating, and she could have transitioned probably almost a year ago. But she clearly was like, I am not ready to go. I am not ready to go. There's more for me to do. But you know that's 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 interesting to me because often I find myself hear myself saying to people, you know, they say, "How are you?" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm it's fabulous. I'm I'm fabulous, or it's great, or you know, whatever." And they'll be like, "Well, what happened? <laughs> yeah. You know, what happened to make you so excited today or happy today?" and more often than not, my response is, I woke up. I mean, and I really believe that. If right. I wake up, it's a good day. <laughs> it is a good day. And then, you know, it's it can only get even better right. from there, right? And so as I was listening to you, I thought, I have that sense of being grateful for the breath that I, when I wake up in the morning and I take, a, and I realize that, I'm taking a breath. <laughs> it's like, okay, I am so grateful just for the opportunity for life. But as I listened to you, I thought, I wonder if I would still be able to do that if I had more physical challenges right. or more. You know, and I, there's a part of me that says, yes, because that's who I am. Yes, that's who I have become. That's who I have train myself to be, right? you know, over many, many decades. And at the same time, there's that piece of, that, of me that can't imagine 
you know, if if I had really serious physical, and maybe in a wheelchair, or maybe, you know, being stage four cancer and having chemo, and it's like I I've been through a lot, and there's always that piece that I just can't imagine. So would I be able to maintain an attitude of gratitude in that? And we never know until we find ourselves in a challenging situation. Right. So it's like there's no way I can ask that question to myself right now and know the answer is yes or no. Right. And hopefully I will never I'd be rather in not a know situation. the answer. <laughs> question if I have to really ask. That's yeah. right. That's it's right. a question that can only be answered by whatever situation you are in. And I think, you know, I think I've been in some very challenging situations that weren't, that weren't physical in that way, you know, but that were emotional or mental or, you know, physical in terms of needing to move or, you know, having to put someone out. I mean, that's a really challenging, change your living situation. Um, and how did the attitude of gratitude show up in that situation? Right. And, and the, again, making the conscious choice of, of finding the things and, being aware that the at my attitude is completely within my conscious <gasps> yeah yeah that's I terrible. can't blame anybody I else because of that Daryl I want you to. made me have a bad attitude <laughs> yes, Leslie yes yes I had a conversation with a friend today that was really fascinating it's a dear dear friend that I've known for fifteen years and she had an experience with a coworker. And after the experience, she called me, and for five minutes, without taking a breath, it was this horrible outpouring of this terrible thing that this coworker had done. And I was present during this exchange, and it just didn't seem that horrible to me. It seemed like that's kind of the coworker, just kind of that personality that's kind of big and takes over and, you know talks over and but that's just who she always is and so suddenly today my friend was just wow just so done and it was fascinating to listen to her and and feel myself literally I had to like take the phone kind of away for a minute because I knew she needed to it's kind of like throwing up (laughs) I knew she needed to do it you know and I was like but I really can't be around that. You know? <laughs> I'll, I'll, when you're done throwing up, I'll come in and help clean up. But while you're actually throwing up, I can't be there or I'll just probably throw up with you kind of thing. This is actually a very good metaphor now that it I'm really starting. Is. Right? So I'm just going to let you throw up because it's good for you, but I can't really be that close to it. And then, you know, the first thing I said when she kind of stopped and took a breath, I said, I said, do you have any idea why this is so upsetting to you today? And then she was real clear what it had reminded her her of mm-hmm. in terms of not being heard or paid attention to in the past. And and um, but it was really a moment of I understood that if I really was completely like right there in the phone that that would I was giving her energy more perhaps more power than I should have because I because I kind of thought I can't be in this vortex of this energy right now, which probably is not true. I could probably put on my shield or something, you know, <laughs> and be around that. But I was clear that I didn't want that 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 attitude that she was expressing to come into my space quite as um, loudly as it was coming through the phone. Did that relate, that story at all? Yes. Okay. So we've been talking about the attitude of gratitude. We've been talking about gratitude and <laughs> No, that was good of me, wasn't it, to kind of separate the two. Thank you, Leslie. But I'm imagining that there's at least one person who will listen to this and who will say, I like being pissed off, (laughs) or I like being critical, or I like... I'd like to have an attitude of gratitude, but you just don't understand. My life is so complicated, and, you know, and I am, all these things are happening to me. You Surely you don't expect me to have an attitude of gratitude. Why should I even try? Right. And, you know, I think 
I don't know that they would say that they like that that feeling, but I certainly have heard women in the jail very committed to the idea that they really life have gotten life a bad sucks. deal. They've life is bad, bad deal. life sucks, and that's deal. the way it is. Right. And I also, it's interesting to watch the journey because, and I think I have said this story before, but it's really this one woman was so profound she said after about four or five months of being in the county jail, which sadly is not unusual, she said, I'm grateful that I stayed here long enough to get into acceptance of what is happening. And she said, if I had gone right back out onto the street or if I had gone off and not been in a program where I was looking at my thinking and, and how my thinking, because we really do stress that so much. It's a really, it's a really good uh, kind of, science of the mind uh, little hotbed there in the Dallas County Jail because we focus a lot on how our thoughts create our reality. And she said, I was here long enough to finally accept that what has happened to me has all been a part of what I've created. And she said, I had to sit down long enough for that to happen. And if I hadn't... Break the cycle of that thinking. And so that thinking in and of itself even though I can't imagine them, someone embracing it and saying, I like it, but I think it becomes so entrenched that it's it's beyond reproach. Because I know I've, I've actually said, sadly, there's no one more screwed up than me probably, but I've actually said you know, that this, this darkness can come over me and I give it this power. Mm-hmm. And, but, I, but as it's happening... It feels like the power. See, my whole voice changes. <laughs> that makes me sound really crazy. But, it, you know, it gives this sense of that it's happening to me, which goes into complete contrast with how I know life works. So if I, you know, having gone all the way through school and being as smart as I have and as spiritual as I am, if I can fall to the idea that this thing is bigger than me, then I think you know it's a it's a slippery slope once we start to lose lose that chain lose that idea that you know that I am my attitude is a big thing I need to be conscious of it I need to stay in that gratitude flow I need to look for the flow recognize the flow acknowledge the flow celebrate the flow and sort of be hyper vigilant in that in the moments that I'm feeling that dark evildoer coming. <laughs> I just love that word, evil doer. <laughs> Ever since that was coined by whoever it was coined, I think that's such a fascinating word, evil doer. That just doesn't. It was a very interesting day. So I'm on the show with feeling, you, and you're talking about evil doer. <laughs> I had lunch with someone today who got into a whole conversation about Satan. Oh gosh. See that Satan having the power. Yes, it's and fighting Satan and now we've got evil doers. You know, that is true. I had a, someone text me today that uh, God was testing her. And that's another you know and I think that's so interesting, that concept. We should do a whole show on that. Who tests me? Does God test me? But the but my attitude kind of can create this sense of feeling, you know, I can get into that victim feeling. I think somehow that um, my attitude is the, is the kind of the, the, the driving force in terms of if I go into a state of being a victim or if I go into a state of taking control and, and utilizing my mind for its power of good. We should say good doer. Good to, evil doer, good doer. We could term a new thing. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Good doer, good doer, positive doer. <laughs> okay, go. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm not liking any kind of doer because <laughs> it's too easy to say door. Like, yeah, I have to actually pronounce each syllable. Doer. Doer. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, my attitude can be the uh, again be the defining or the defining thing of that takes me into victim or takes me into you know changing in my attitude into terms of something more productive. 
So let's say that I have been stuck in a different place and I have felt like I've been the victim and my life is really, really challenging. But I'd like to develop an attitude of gratitude. Where do I start? I would say with affirmations, I would say. <laughs> is that what you would say? Me? Did I guess right? No. Oh. But that's, I mean, I, you no. had to be thinking of something. No, you didn't guess wrong, and no, I wasn't thinking, <laughs> thinking of anything. Um, I just thought it was a good question. It was the logical question. You were just pitching out of it. Yeah, so, like, where would I start? And And I agree that affirmations is one place to start, so... We've done at least one, if not two, shows in the past completely focused on affirmations. Um, but for in case there's someone who's never heard of affirmations, what are they? Let's think. This is what I say affirmations are, and you tell me. You tell me if I'm thinking correctly. They're in the present tense. That's another. That's a hard thing. A lot of times for the women in the jail, they're my examples tonight. They're always my examples, aren't they? I need awesome. to. I need to branch out and get new examples. But the the affirmation will start I will or I'm no, going to I am. Yes. So so that's a big hard thing for them. They always want to say I will. Oh they want to do right. it that way. Right. They want to say I will because they're saying but I'm in jail. I'm in jail so I'm right not now. you know, I'm not blah blah blah, whatever the affirmation is. I said, No, you have it has to be in present tense. It's affirming and that's bringing that energy to you, even though it's not happening now. And I think that's the biggest stumbling block. And I'm always fascinated by affirmations because the affirmations are the beginning to changing the belief. When I first started working in this kind of idea of my mind, I had the understanding that if I just sort of rattled off a thousand and one affirmations every minute my mind was not doing something else, that, that something magical would happen. And what I missed was that the affirmations, as I understand them now, are designed to change the belief. And the belief is what changes the external circumstance. So the affirmations are like a primer. Right? Yes. Do you agree? Sure. You don't have to. I know. <laughs> but so that so the affirmations are a primer that changes my belief. And my so my affirmations saying I am uh happy, joyous and free or I am financially secure or I am sober, whatever these things that might be happening that that aren't really happening to the women because they're sitting in jail, the the idea is that it changes, it seeps down into this core belief of, you know, I don't have any value or I'm a person who deserves to be punished or things like that. So the affirmations are designed to change the belief. And then the belief is what then changes what comes to me. And well, my and attitude is affirmation, I guess. And it's so true that most of us, most of the time, at least I believe, most of us, most of the time, don't even know what we really believe about ourselves or about life or about the world. Because we don't walk around saying what we believe. We just walk around doing what we do, what we're right. used to, what our habits are. And so when, we're, when we use affirmations, which are statements of, um, you know, affirming who we see ourselves as, who we want to be, how we want to be, what we want to experience, then we are intentionally right. building a, a belief system. And I agree with you. It ultimately replaces the old belief system that usually we can't even say, we can't even describe. We don't know what we believe. We know what our life is demonstrating. Right. And so I love that process of, of using affirmations because, yes, it will tell us what it is that we believe and we are reprogramming our brain yes. to take in and to believe and to act from a completely different place. 
than we might if we were just on default or, you know, doing what we have done for decades and decades and decades. So that would be a great place to start, um, to write affirmations. Um, what else could I do that would develop an attitude of gratitude? You just said it in that sentence or that story talking about being aware. Just starting to be aware. Um, awareness is the first step to any kind of change. And so just making a commitment to being aware of how I think, uh, aware of what my attitude is, as you said, the default, to try to, to, to throw the light on in the room and to be able to say, oh, my goodness, who is that person that, you know, is saying all those, having all those difficult, you know, the difficulty in my life, if I throw the light on and see it, then I'm not forced necessarily, but it, it is certainly much more, I'm much more inclined to change it if I see it for what it is. If I see it as it is versus this sort of um, excuses that I make for it, so to speak, mm-hmm. or reasons I give myself for having the lot in life that I have, if I just really turn the light on full speed and see it, then I'm forced to say, oh, wow, that is me. Mm -hmm. And then really at the top of our conversation, the example you gave is something else that someone could do. And um, early, very early in our conversation, you talked about making a gratitude list. Yes. You know, or keeping a gratitude journal where every day you write down what you are grateful for. And that could be as extensive as sit down and write down everything you can think of that you're grateful for today. Or it could be, especially if you're just starting out developing an attitude of gratitude, it could just be write down three things that you are grateful for today or three things that happened today, or, you know, just three things. And then after doing that for a month or th- two months or three months, you know, you probably will find it hard to only write three things. Right. And you'll train your thinking. My favorite uh, guru person, Oprah Winfrey, uh, has her good friend Gail, or Gail's children were kind of Oprah's Godchildren growing up, and as soon as they could write, she gave them journals, and she would tell them every day, come up with three things. Use the number three, and that's what she said. And she, from the time they were three or four, and every day they looked for three things, and then it kind of became this thing that they would share with Aunt Oprah what they had found in their day, the three good things that they were grateful for. And now these kids are in their late twenties, and I heard the girl interviewed, and she talked about how. It really, she sees how that programmed her mind to be looking in her day for what am I going to be grateful for at the end of my day. Right. To look for the good and praise it. And that really is, it's an amazing thing. Perhaps I'm too old to go back and have a two-legged child now, but I think if I had a two-legged child, that would be an amazing thing to start early, 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 early. A little attitude journal, the gratitude journals. So I just put into Google the phrase attitude of gratitude, and in less than 50 seconds, <laughs> it came up with 4,700,000 results related to attitude of gratitude. Isn't that interesting? You know, it, it, it it's funny, some of the titles, it says Mastering the Attitude of Gratitude and How to Adopt an Attitude of Gratitude. It makes it sound like it's something out there that I, you know, it is, it's an internal state for me. But we certainly do many times, um, you know, think we can teach it. I, and I guess there is a teaching piece to it, but it is an internal state of being at some point. Yes. It is. It has to be because nobody else can make you have an attitude of gratitude and nobody can take it away from you. Yes. So it really is internally, 
inspired, and it's something we practice. It's not just, at least I don't think, well, I'm thinking in this moment, is it just the way we think about things? But I don't think so. It's not just something that happens in your head mentally. Uh, although you're, I think that's where the connection with belief and the yes. emotion right. comes. That belief might be a mental thing, but the emotion, the feelingness comes, you know, from your heart or your feeling place. And so it's that together so that no matter what is happening, it's not just that I think about it, but I truly find and feel grateful. Yes. And that's when, when I know it's real. Because I can act as if, another famous 12-step saying, because yes. I can act as if pretty darn good. But, you know, I'm the one that can tell the difference if I'm acting as if or if it's an authentic feeling. And um, certainly acting as if has bridged a lot of, <laughs> saved a lot of my friends, I should actually say, from attitudes that probably weren't of gratitude. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's there is that, the difference between having that real internal well of gratitude that just seems present and I think was very present in this uh, social worker that I was talking about. Her name was Carol. She had that well of um, an, an attitude of gratitude for her life that, you know, again, because it just spilled over so obviously and uh, the women in jail were so touched by that because, again, I think the vibration or the frequency of that energy was tangible. I think after she left the room, after they went back to their pod, they still felt Carol. They felt that energy that she brought into the jail uh, every day or three days a week. You know, um, I created a series that was called 30 Days of Gratitude. Uh, I love it. And, you know, every day for 30 days, just a, a little reading, some quotations, but some things to encourage you to develop and to honor a commitment to deepening your sense of gratitude, to having a, a renewed attitude of gratitude in your life. And it was very interesting for me when I was writing the 30 days, uh-huh. you know, um, that that process held me accountable, right? Because I'm encouraging other people to be grateful and to show it and to be really aware of what you have in your life to be grateful for. Right. Um, and so I thought I was pretty grateful already, but it, it, it really deepened that for me. And so I think there is something about sharing your your own sense of gratitude, whatever it is, um, sharing it with others, encouraging others, just makes your own well, right, even deeper and more stronger. At least that's what happened for me. And so I, you know, it, it just became even more a sense of how I want to view my day and how I want to show up. And I love it. Any kind of 30-day challenges, and there's something mystical, magical about 30 days. Is that how you form a habit? Is that the idea? No. Was it 60 days? 90 no. days? How do you get a habit? Habit. There's got to be a certain Depends amount of time. Depends on what you read. The, uh, the For decades, the kind of pop culture, yes. pop psychology Yes, that's culture, what I'm after, yes. Right. It's 21 days. 21 days. That's all it takes? 21 consecutive days will help you create a new habit, a new, you know, ground a new belief. So 30 days, wow. Um, and does the research truly demonstrate that? There's some question about that. <laughs> and then from a spiritual perspective, there are so many examples of 40, 40, 40 days and 40 nights, mm. 40 years mm. in the wilderness. And so, there, you know, the, there's that idea of four, it takes 40. Whatever, 40 days or 40 weeks or 40 years or 40 months, but 40. It's got to be 40. <laughs> See, psychology can give it to you in 21. Right, but, but spirituality, you got to have 40. 40. So I, I think what it really is, is it's a long time. It's a pattern. you got to do it right. repetitively. You, exactly. you got to keep doing it. 
until it becomes the way. And, you know, and then, of course, we always talk about 70 times 7. Oh, love that. Right? Yeah. How many times do I need to forgive? 70 times 7. So um, how many times do I need to do that new affirmation? 70 times a day for 7 days. And, and literally, we only say that because if we told people seven times a day for 70 days, there'd be like 70 days. So it's 70 times in seven days for the next week, 70 times a day. So it's just a lot. It's just a lot. do it until it becomes your way of being, your way of thinking, your way of acting without thinking. Right. And then it, that belief grows or that habit becomes who you are. It's funny, I was talking to a young girl that's going through some trauma work today, and she has recently started doing some inner child work, which is a really fabulous way to get through trauma. And she, talking with her little inner child over the last several weeks, she said today, she said, you know what I'm really discovering is I'm just doing the same tool with all the different areas of my life. I'm checking in with my little inner child in all the different areas and making sure that she feels loved and cared for and appreciated. And um, she said it's kind of like shampooing. I've learned a tool and all I have to do is rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And it it is very much that, just rinse and repeat, because it's the repetition that builds builds the change. Why can't it be just once, Tracy? Why can't it, I just do it once and be done? It seems that once should be enough. I wish I had the answer to that. <laughs> because if I had the answer to that, I'd be applying it in my life, too. Because, yeah, I, that, I wish, too, for so many things. I could just think it, choose it once, and have it be done. Have it be done. It's a little disappointing that it's not. And this show is about the attitude of gratitude. <laughs> So I'm really trying to not be not grateful for the right, not grateful the for the fact that change does occur in my life, and I blah 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 blah. <laughs> but it just doesn't work that way. Yes, it takes that takes it takes effort. See, it's my new word is effort. E F F O R T is shorter. Six six words, six letters. It takes commitment. Work. Commitment. Oh, that's even better. It really does. It takes commitment. And so what what we believe is that it does change when I make the decision that it's it's changed in divine mind. It is changed in universal mind. It is changed in God. God says, yes, that's what you want. That's the direction you're going. That's That's how you see your best and highest good. Yes, it is done. All done. But on the human level, it's a process to get from wherever I am right now, to the physical manifestation of that change, which has already been signed, sealed, and delivered by God. And the mental thing, as as we're talking about this out loud, it does occur to me there, you know, my new phrase that I think I should actually probably trademark quickly, Eckhart Tolle moment. Was it Eckhart Tolle moment? You know, I have had the moments of when my attitude, when my mind changes, then everything has changed, even though nothing externally has changed. And we've experienced that. Right, 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 right. And so that's that's important for me to remind myself. And the external, and many times the external payoff, so to speak, loses its ump. Once I've shifted my mind, then it's like the external thing doesn't hold the same power because yeah. my mind is... Kind of already there, so to speak. Correct. Is that is that it for you? And attitudes of gratitude. I get a sense that that's it. That's all you've got. Is there something else you have? We talked about uh, the overall idea of daily practice, daily practice for attitudes of gratitude, and I think um, that is that is for me the shift. And we talked about that in the jail as well. It's so important. If we don't have a daily practice, then we lose we lose that momentum. Exactly. Well, yes. We don't have a daily practice. We're not building momentum. And if we have a daily practice and we stop, we lose the momentum. And it's almost like starting over from scratch, almost. 
almost, not quite, almost. There's a, yeah, John and Linda Caswell have a meditation series, and they talk about it in terms of a link and a chain. Yeah. And that you know, you're building the chain, and that the chain still exists even if you miss a link, but it's it it, it loses some of its strength if we miss a day. Right, and it makes it easier for things to happen that would just break the link completely. I like the I like the metaphor of a chain. Why is that? That doesn't. It it, it does. It seems very. It's it's a concrete thing. I'm adding one thing to another to another. Many times does the um. You know my, the words I choose to use when I'm speaking. Uh huh. I have not talked about that as a spiritual practice before, but that I think I've noticed when I'm in the jail and speaking with the women, I keep my language very positive, my language very much in the now. And I've noticed that when I'm around other people or other friends, sometimes my language can slip into, you know, not such a space of what I believe. Or, you know, slipping into that gossip or slipping into that judgment or slipping into that negative. And so, as I'm speaking, I think, you know, I can make my language my my meditative practice or my spiritual practice that, that I actually become aware and uh, sort of, I don't know, take responsibility for my language. I don't like that word responsibility, but yeah, my language is my daily practice. I love that idea. I love that idea to make it an intentional daily practice to monitor. And I think you're right. We do monitor exactly what we are saying in certain situations, whether it's at work or whether it's in a, you know, I'm I'm in a meeting at church or, right. you know, <laughs> if I'm really conscious. And then other times of the day we are not conscious and intentional. That would be a really interesting practice. Um, For me, I'm thinking that might be a really interesting practice. But for me, if I were doing that, I would have to, um, like, select a certain hour every day or a certain, you know, I'm going to do an hour every day or three hours every day where I'm paying close attention to what I'm saying because that also gets you to realize what you're thinking when you're not really thinking. Yes. Yes. You know, what your what your brain is thinking when you're not monitoring your thoughts. Yes. That might be that might be interesting. I have to think about that. <laughs> if I want to try that. Ponder that. Ponder that, yes. So um I think that's about it for Attitude, attitude of gratitude. Um, our attitude and our gratitude. Yeah. Anything else? I don't know. She should be shout out to the whole twelve step program because I think they coined that. I think we should give. I think they're responsible for that. I think that they made that up. Twelve step programs. Attitude of gratitude. I'm thinking they did. I don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, no. I think they did. I don't know. They might have. It's possible. <laughs> It's possible, but I don't think so. I Some think there was are big and bumper sticker things that rhyme. Yeah, but I want to say that's <laughs> like back from Wallace Waddles or even before the that. Name of that a was person? before uh-huh. Wallace Waddles. Yeah, I think it's one of the really early 20th century before big books. Uh, but I don't really know. There and you go. Google <laughs> doesn't necessarily tell us that. But I am grateful for whoever coined yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Since we're talking Bumper about gratitude. So that's it for, for today's show. Thanks for joining us. If um, you have specific topics you'd like to think about, what saying yes to spirit has to do with that, then please look at the archives, and we're sure that there's a show that will interest <laughs> you. And um, until we meet again... Say Say yes yes to to spirit.
it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.